But like we said in the first podcast, it really is just fear. We are so scared that people will judge us or um, we will be seen to look stupid or later on, like I did, I'll look back in my content and I'll cringe at the sight of my content. I'll be like, what, an, what a dick, what was I doing? <laughs> but guys, honestly, if you want to step out of the circumstances you're in now, you have to put yourself out there. And you know what? No one ever feels ready. Never, I don't yeah. feel ready every time. I just made a video and I put it on Instagram. I felt so, so terrified. I'm like, but I don't know everything about the wrist and it's a wrist thing. And what if I get it wrong and I haven't spoken about all the injuries? But I just put it out there. Hello, beautiful yoga people. I'm Celeste and I am the very proud guest on Danny's amazing podcast, The Yogi Misfits. Hey, Danny. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Celeste, this is our last of our business series. Yeah, but it's not the last you'll get of us because remember, if you guys did want to sign up to our mentorship program, then Danny, where do people do this? Where are the links for this? Well, you bet, first off, you better do it quick because since we announced it um, already in the last couple of episodes, people are already, I, I think we only have a couple of spaces left, but you can, I have the information up on my website. Celeste, you have it up on your website. You can find it on our Instagrams. Uh, space is limited. We're actually taking uh, applications for it. So yeah, if you want to coach with us, now's the time. Yeah, and guys, don't worry. You know, if you miss the boat on this opportunity, maybe the times don't work for you or life right now is just not, you know, pushing you in that direction, then make sure that you reach out to us anyway if it's something you want to do in the future because we'll be doing these regularly given the huge response that we've had. Yeah, we're super excited about it. We're super excited to support and we'll probably end up doing another live series of podcasts too because... It's yeah. all just been so, it's been a lot of fun. It's been so much fun. And guys, what's made it fun is really all the messages that you guys have been sending us. So again, as always, a huge thank you because we, you know, without you guys, this stuff would be very boring. So true. Speaking of boring, let's hear Celeste and I talk about business. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy, you guys. Here goes episode three and the final of our business podcast series. For those of you that are just tuning in, this is the last of the trilogy. Uh, Celeste and I basically were chatting about doing something live and we wanted to support yoga teachers in a really, really tangible way. So this was this is it. So we took a bunch of requests and answer, got a bunch of questions that you guys had sent in for the business of yoga. So we want to touch a little more about that. Week one, what did we talk about week one, Celeste? We you spoke remember? about our muse, our avatar. We spoke about the fear that keeps holding oh, yeah. us back. Yep. Um, we went a little bit into hardware, mailing list, kind of growing our tribe last week. Um, yep. I have no idea what this week's about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was a couple. There was a couple things that still went a little untouched, um, and some questions. Yeah, some questions that people asked, um, like some random questions, not necessarily about the business of yoga, but we can get into that. I think a great segue is, you know, now switching. I, I think what we haven't really discussed about the business of yoga is one: what this is going to look like moving forward. So what is the yoga world going to look like yeah, in the next six it. months? Yeah. Yeah. And also how to navigate that. Like, listen, everybody, like, I hate to say this, but <clears throat> you know, when I go and teach my Monday and Wednesday night classes here in San Francisco, it's 45, 55 people pretty much every week guaranteed. 
that's not going to be a thing for a really long time. Mm. Not only because the studio, you know, what's with six feet apart from everybody, you can't fit that many mats. Um, but also in order for the studio to stay alive with 10 people in a room, the drop in fee would have to be at least 125 pounds or whatever, you know, like it would have to be something ridiculous. Mm. Right. And I don't think that a lot of people are going to want to be back in the studio anytime soon. I think that there is a lot of, you know, whatever side of the fence you land on, there's nothing, there's no right or wrong way about it. But I think that a lot of people are going to be afraid of being around other people until maybe there's a vaccine or, you know, some sort of whatever it is. Um, I I don't know. So I, I, I think that moving forward, it would behoove a lot of us to start to navigate this. Like, Here's one thing that I learned really early on is to diversify. You don't want to keep, like Celeste said this, I think on episode one, but you don't want to keep all of your business on Instagram because if Instagram goes down and y'all, Instagram has has gone down a lot. And I have friends that run their business on Instagram and they're just like, oh shit. (laughs) They lose everything. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's crazy. it's diversifying, like really allowing your options to, you want revenue streams to come from many, many, many different ways, right? So let's talk about what it looks like, what the current status of it is, and what I think it's going to, where I think it's going to go. And also just a basic, like, let's just talk about like a basic funnel of like where, you know, where the chips lie in yoga. So here's the way I see it. Public classes are at the very, very, very top of this, like, triangle situation. Okay. So public classes are up at the very, very, very top. And then after public classes is where you start to break down to like workshops, kind pretty, we'll say workshops and immersions in that next little tier, right? So you pull your people from your public classes to your, you know, your workshops where they spend a little more time with you. And then kind of in that subset, there's privates, corporates, and special events kind of deal. Um, where the price tag goes up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's retreats, trainings, and then anything else that's like specialized on top of that. Now that world existed really well when we could be in front of a ton of people all the time. That's not necessarily a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. However, I do still think that there's a big opportunity for people to run workshops online. Like as totally. you know, a, like it's it's an open space. And, and if anything you know, there's actually a lot more people to invite into the situation because yeah, and less overheads when, and you're not paying a studio. It's yeah. going straight, straight into your pocket. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's so much potential. I, I personally think that a lot of good can come from this. I mean, I've been preaching guys, you need to have multiple streams of income since I wrote my book, the yoga mentor a long time ago. I mean, that book is really out of date now, but some of the things that ring true in there is like, you need an email list and you need to have multiple streams of income. I'm sorry, but you know, everyone's like, oh, I've got a yoga business. No, you, you have a job because you have to be present to earn that money. And you know, if you can just get your creativity fired up and get your passion fired up into a thing and create a product. Guys, I am so regretful because I remember at the start of my journey, I decided I'm going to make some yoga products, put myself in front of the camera. And I was like, hi guys, you know, and I made all these videos. And then what happened was I was so dumb. I edited it and I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on my, I'm going to put it on my website today. And I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. 
and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I'm going to get to buy my country because I want to buy a country because I want to buy a rainforest, okay? No buildings, no people allowed. Anyway, so this is my, my dream. So I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to look at all the money. And I opened up my laptop and I had sold none. And yeah. out of sheer embarrassment, out of embarrassment, this was years ago, this was like 10 years ago, I took all of those videos off of my site. And for years, I didn't sell a single product. Right. And then someone reached out to me. They worked at Yoga Download and they said, we really like your YouTube stuff. Do you want to come over to America and film some content? And I was like, yeah, okay. And, you know, I look back and I cringe at those videos the same way I cringe those, at those first videos that are selling off of my website. But I get money from that every month. It's okay. It's okay to make stuff and not love it afterwards, guys. You're never going to love what you did. In six months, you're going to not love what you did six months ago. That's okay. But you're going to grow. You're going to grow. And you know what? Yeah. What's so crazy about that content on Yoga Download that I still cringe at these days is I get messages every day. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. This helped me so much. You don't understand. I had this worst headache ever. Now it's gone. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like... If I had taken it down because I'm embarrassed by what I had made back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Segway, sorry, Danny, please, yeah. I yeah. interrupt you. Go to the app and see my flight school series. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what did it, what was oh, I no. doing? Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a really good point. Uh, just kind of tying into what Celeste was saying, you know, like you got to start somewhere and the best place to start is using your cell phone because you own it, it's free and it's ready to go. What I would say is, you know, kind of homework for everyone that's been with us for the last three weeks, create a product. But before you create that product, decide who your people are. Mm. So you've got to figure out, you have an opportunity. You don't have to do anything. You have an opportunity to one, inquire about your values. Like here's, when I go to Celeste's Instagram and when I hang out with Celeste and when I read her emails and things like that, the reason why I want to hang out with her, one, she's super awesome and super fun, and I know her as a person, and that's great. But two, every time she speaks, I want to hear what her values are. I want to know that she's connected to community, which she totally is. I want to know that she is really all about helping people heal through biomechanics. And I want to know and feel that she wants to inspire people through her quotes, through the stories that she tells in her practice. And that's going to make me connect to her. But before you figure out who the people are that are coming to your class, you got to figure out who you are as a teacher. Now I'll use myself as an example, plus cheap plug, go to my website. It's the best. It's so good. It's so good, guys. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you go to my website, like right in my branding, there are four pillars of what Danny Pomploon stands for. That's community, strength, smart, and heart. I believe in all those elements in every single thing that I do. And so thus, anything that I write, anything that I speak about, um, any description that I write on a workshop has an element or has a, a hint of a, a little bit of that seasoning inside of that, that, that main recipe, right? So an Instagram post every single time, you know, whatever it is, that's got to be in there. That's the first thing. And then once you know what you are and what you're standing for and why you're teaching the thing that you're teaching, that's then going to help you identify, well, who are my people, right? Because if you're someone that's like, yeah, let's just say community, right? Since we stuck with that thread for a little bit. If you're someone that's like community is my thing and you're trying to appeal to someone that's like, that's actually not really my thing. I don't really want to hang out with a bunch of people and like mingle afterwards. And you know, like, that's just not going to be a good fit, right? Yeah. So understand where you are first 
And then after you understand where you are, then you can start to describe, you know, we talked about the avatar um, in, in the first, in the first week, whatever product you go and create, I repeat, whatever product you go and create, make sure that you're not just doing it because you want to do it, but rather who are the people that are coming to your class, right? Or who are the people that you've identified that are coming to you and understand everything about, I mean, find out everything about them, like how much money they make, where they live, what their pain point understand the narrative and the dialogue that's happening in their head. They have some sort of problem or some sort of want or need, and you've got the answer for it. And when you find out that answer, that's where you create your product. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And you know, just to put your mind at ease, right? I mean, what Danny is saying, I think sometimes when you're just at the start of your journey, it can feel like a really big stretch to get to what totally. he's talking about. So I'll just give you a little story to inspire you. There's this yoga teacher in London. Her name is Sophie. Really amazing teacher. Really lovely person. She sits down with me. She's just like, Sal, I'm exhausted. I can't take it anymore. I'm running around the city. I'm teaching. She's teaching like 25 classes a week. And I said to her, well, you know, why don't you, A, negotiate higher price for your stuff? Because then you can start cutting down and elevating. And I know that's not our luxury right now. But I also said, why don't you create an online product? Guys, she made a beginner's yoga program. It was something like five or six videos. She made a thousand pounds in her first month. Wow. Just a beginner's Here's, yoga program. Just beginners. Nothing like yeah. reinventing the wheel. Right. Just simple. Right. And here's the other thing is when you start with beginners, those students are forever yours because they're now on that journey with you. They start with a teacher. They love that teacher. They learn from that teacher. That is their teacher. And so chances are they're going to go further into the practice with you, right? That is a great place to start, actually. That's a, I didn't even think about that. I should do that yeah. now. And you know what, guys? <laughs> Let's say you're like, I'm not sure. If, I'm like, beginners are hard, man. Trust me, beginners are hard. So if you're like, do you know what? I just want to teach people a few things that help my body. Like when I first started yoga, my hamstrings were really tight or my neck always felt a bit weird. You don't have to be an expert in those things. You can go on Google, do a little bit of research, get a little bit of background, and then you can go, guys, you know, I'm not a physio, but I just want to share what helped me in my journey. Talk about that. That's good. I mean, there's one girl that I that I know quite well now. She suffered um, a really traumatic knee injury skiing. Now, she's not a physio, but she is so religious with her physio exercises. And I have been like knocking her door down going, make a program, make a program about your knee rehabilitation on your right. ACL. There's so many people who would get that and who you would help because no physios that I know, I would relate to the way they explain things. I want to relate to a human being who can just talk in English and can be like, hey, this is a knee <laughs> and not right. like this is the, you know, the telefemoral junction. And you're like, huh? So don't be afraid to just talk about things from your perspective if you do want to make an online product. Yeah. And put it out. I mean, put it out. The easiest thing is put it. You don't have to even put it on a fancy platform. You can just start with email. Like oh, yeah. create a little like, hey, send me 25 bucks donation and I'll send you these video links or whatever. And boom, you're ready to go. Yeah, you can I mean, I think a, you, sorry, you can do um, an unlisted link on YouTube. So you can do Danny's yeah, yeah. idea. You don't even have to figure out a shop. You just tell everyone, hey, if you want to, you know, send me some deep. You give them your PayPal, they yeah. buy you money and you just manually send it. Or you could automate it once you get further down the line and you have a bit more you know, yeah. you've got a yeah. bit more spunk in you to go for it. Yeah, we talked about Mail, MailChimp last week. MailChimp's a great place to start to get it set up and ready to go. And it's super, super affordable. It's not very expensive at all. Um, really good place to start. Really, really good place to set it all up. Um, 
What were, Celeste, do you remember off the top of your head, what were some of the other things that people were asking about? Do you know, I think that people are still kind of stuck in this fear mindset. I think that was the biggest thing that came to mm. us. People are really afraid. Imposter syndrome and just the fear of actually creating a product, the fear of not knowing enough and the fear of actually um, being seen to be like someone who's who's kind of shooting their mouth off. Now, this is where I just think honesty is such a beautiful thing. Like I just said, if you are going to create a program and you don't, you're not a professional physio, I use physio as an example because that's my background, but you, you can just say, you know, I'm not a professional uh, mantra teacher. I've never been given any courses in the mantras, but I really love the mantras. And, you know, I went through a hard time with a breakup once and I could feel a lot of pain in my throat. Maybe I wasn't speaking my truth. And I did the mantra to release the chakra here. And, do you know, I feel I felt better afterwards. And I want to teach you that. That is so cool, guys. That yeah. authenticity is so beautiful. And I want to share that example because I just think we put too much pressure on ourselves. But like we said in the first podcast, it really is just fear. We are so scared that people will judge us or um, we will be seen to look stupid or later on, like I did, I'll look back at my content and I'll cringe at the sight of my content. I'll be like, what what a dick. What was I doing? (laughs) But guys, honestly, if you want to step out of the circumstances you're in now, you have to put yourself out there. And you know what? No one ever feels ready. We never, I don't feel ready. Every time I just made a video and I put it on Instagram, I felt so so terrified i'm like but i don't know everything about the wrist and it's a wrist thing and what if i get it wrong and i haven't spoken about all the injuries but i just put it out there i thought you know i have a story this is a few years back when i first decided i was going to like just start full-time yoga and start touring and start teaching different workshops around the world and whatnot and i remember i went to chicago and it was a friend's studio and I was super excited because I was I had gone to another studio the week before in the Midwest and I did really well and it was like 40 people and it was like super great. And I went to Chicago. I knew nothing about Chicago. I knew nothing about the Chicago market. I knew nothing about it. I just like showed up and was like, yep, here I go. I'm going to teach my week at my weekend of workshops. And I went to go teach my workshop and I was like walking around the studio and saying hi to, you know, the people at the studio and whatnot. And I went to the studio room and I was like waiting and getting set up. And I was like, I think they they booked my studio wrong or something because there's, there's nobody here. So I went out to the front desk and I was like, hey, so I, I'm supposed to start, but I are we in, are we in the right place? And she's like, oh, yeah, no one signed up for your workshop. Oh. <laughs> It's so I know that feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling. And oh. I had I had flown out there, you know, I like flew out there to go do the thing. And then I realized as I like sat there, I was like, oh, no one gives a shit about me right now. And that's okay. Like, you know, I ended up staying and practicing and like doing my own thing for a little bit. Yeah, totally like, yes, wh- totally wow for sure. But I just sat there and was like, okay, cool. So like it's for me to think that going in every single time, everything is going to be a knockout and a success. I mean, I think that's even like, that's, that's delusion for sure. But the most successful people, the, like the people that are doing what we want to do really well, you look at the commercial, commercially successful yoga teachers is what I call them. But like, they didn't, they didn't just knock it out of the park. They didn't, they don't just show up and everything is glorious and big. I mean, I've been in the room and some of them just bomb, you know, the worst case scenario 
is that your ego might get damaged, right? But like I said, you know, if you are, if anyone was in class with me this week, right? Let's say that, you know, uh, your, your thoughts of fear, your thoughts of not being enough, your thoughts of failure, your thoughts of you don't know enough, whatever, you know, whatever the dialogue that's happening is in your head. Uh, yesterday it was super rainy in San Francisco. It was extremely rainy in San Francisco. It was coming in and out, in and out, in and out. And today the world is still here today. Today, the earth is still here. These thoughts that come and go, right? These thoughts that I'm not going to be enough, that what happens if no one shows up to my workshop? I flew out to fucking Chicago. I flew to Scotland and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, guess what? It's probably going to happen again. It's probably going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's actually a good thing. Yeah. Because I've met teachers that always have like the high numbers and and they just get like, so like, you know, and it actually, it's quite good when something like it happens and you're like, oh yeah, okay, Ah, I'm human. This guy. (laughs) No, you're not like that. I don't believe it. (laughs) I totally get tripped. You know, like 10 years later, I still get tripped up on numbers. My, 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 my thought was, I was going to say like, these thoughts are going to come and go like the rain do, you know, but you're still the earth, you know, and the earth is still here and you are still grounded. And if that conversation is happening, there might be a little bit of work that, you know, is needs to happen inside of that. That has nothing to do with the outer realm of the workshop and whatever it is that you're offering that has to do with some, some, some loving on the inside. And that's okay too. You know, like being able to have that conversation with yourself so that you can show up and be okay with that. Like it is all, it's all going to be good. Like you're, you're going to fail, accept that you're going to, you're going to bomb on some stuff, accept that it's going to happen. Totally. And you know, Danny, I think that actually you said that the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you bruise your ego, but you know what I think? I think that's the second worst thing that can happen because the worst thing is that you don't do it at all. And yeah. you just stay in your comfort zone and you're like, I was just always too afraid and I wasn't ready. And I so I just stayed in my comfort zone. And yeah. and then you know what? You're gonna get to the end and you're gonna regret it, man. You're gonna regret yeah. not just putting yourself out there. Yeah. And and you know what, guys, I have to say it is a risk. I remember when I first started on this journey, I worked so hard. I didn't do anything else other than work. And I'm not saying that that was the right thing. I'm not saying you have to work that hard to get anywhere. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I pushed myself so hard and I kept thinking, I wonder if this is going to work. And you know what? It's okay if it didn't, because the real thing that you have to remember about this process is it's not about what you get at the end of it, but it's about who you become along the journey. And I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but really the growth that you go through as a person, you can't put a price tag on that and you can't put a numbers of classes in that. You have to experience, and you know, that growth, that is really what's going to help you attract your tribe as well. Yeah. The other, you know, like it's, you brought up, you brought up something that, that kind of just struck a, a chord. But, you know, like what Celeste was saying earlier is like, she knows those people that have like big class numbers and then they get, you know, the class numbers dip and it's kind of like a a hit. I'll go back to what I was saying earlier about the values. And listen, if there's one thing that I dial in from any of these conversations that we had is knowing your why. And I'll tell you guys a really, really, really honest story. This past year, like I was super vocal about it. I hit burnout really hard. Like, I mean, really, really, really bad where I had to take some time off and go to the doctor. And like, it was just really a lot. What I realized was that I was doing, right? I was doing yoga. I was doing the most. I was, you know, out there doing this, this, and this. 
and I looked back at the end of the summer last year and I had flown and you know, I was in London and I taught at, at a festival out there and I taught at Wonderlust and I, you know, taught at this festival and I taught at another festival and I headlined this and I would got on an online, you know, really well-known online platform and, you know, I had this much of my following and my classes were at this much and blah, 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 like tick the boxes and I ticked the boxes, right? And at the end of it, and I mean this wholeheartedly, y'all, like, it, and, and, and not to take away from the experience because I would never take it away. But at the end of it, at the end of this burnout, I checked all of the boxes. I got on online yoga. I got on festival circuits. I got on this. I have a pot, like all the things. And I looked at it and I was like, well, what the fuck did I do all that for? Like, what was the point? You know, I did all these things that I thought I was supposed to do. I won a popularity contest. Like, what? You know, what I lost sight of along the way was why I actually teach and what actually fulfills me in my teaching. I was looking at, you know, example, I was looking at Celeste and so on 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 and so on. And oh, I have to look at you going, oh, this is the irony of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at like, oh well, this teacher's doing this. I don't have this. a podcast. I don't. I don't get to teach at festivals. Right, right, exactly. I was looking at everybody else being well. Well, this is what they're doing, so I have to do that too. Mm. Oh, they have a huge following on Instagram, so I have to do that too. Yeah. Uh, they're they're doing trainings around the world, so I need to do that too. No, I don't. And at the end of the day, there were some of those things that I really loved, and other of those things that I was like, I didn't want to do that whatsoever. I just convinced myself that that that. I thought that that was success. I thought that that was success. And that's what I had to do in order to have this, like, you're a really great, strong yoga teacher. Look at you. Yeah. Da, 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 da. People really love you and admire you. And you're so awesome. I know I had the same thing. We all go through this. Exactly. What? I hit the end of it and was like, no, actually, what really, what I really love is having real conversations with yogis. What I really love is sitting in my yoga class, starting maybe 10, sometimes 15 minutes late. I'm the worst. But because we're all sitting there talking about random bullshit, like that's what I, that's why I love teaching. I love teaching because I love the connection. Yeah. I love the, the down to earthness of it. And I want to learn something about the body along the way. Like I just, I want to learn about, you know, something cool along the way. Now, if that happens to be that I teach to a hundred people or that happens to that I teach to two people, I don't care either way. Now at this point in the game, I love both equally. I love both equally and I, j I jive out on both. If anyone's taken my Zoom classes recently, you guys, it literally is like a party. Like it's it's just me being distracted the entire, I'm like, <laughs> inhale, oh my God, dog. Everyone come look at the dog really quick, you know? <laughs> I forgot my why along the way and that's okay, right? Because yeah. go read my Instagram post today. Go like I was avoiding something that I didn't want to feel and so I was you know, covering that up with, well, this will make me feel good. This will make me feel good versus, oh, what am I actually going through? What am I, this is why we do yoga, y'all. We come back to the mat every single time to remember, to remember that we're enough, to remember that as we show up today is absolutely perfect. And that no matter how hard we try in, in studentship or in teachership, there's no first and last place. It's a similar to handstand, right? I know tons of people that can press in a handstand and they are the biggest assholes in the whole wide world. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's coming back to your why. It's understanding why you're doing the thing that you love to do. And that is going to be more successful than a packed house, than a whatever. And you can still make some money along the way. 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, totally, guys. And I think I just want to also say, if you have any real questions that you want to ask us, please do hit us up in the comments below. I'm keeping a little eye on it. Um, and I think all the little things that we're sharing with you is really just to show you that, guys, we're human too. You know, at the start, we were scared. I'll tell you this. The people are like... I'll never forget this. I'm in a cafe and this guy comes up to me. He goes, oh, you're Celeste. I'm like, hey, yeah. And I love people. So I'm always like, ah, oh, new person. And he's like, I practiced alongside you in this other teacher's class once. And it was really nice chat, you know, practicing with you. And I said, oh, yes, you have such an amazing practice. And he goes, oh, I'd love to become a yoga teacher. And I'm like, why didn't you just do it? And he goes, well, you know, I, I've got to make sure I do it for the right reasons. I can't get into it for the money. And I was like, no, you can't. But I did. And he's like, what do yeah. you mean? What do you mean? And I'm like, well, I was so broke. I had so little money and I just done my teacher training and I did, I actually wanted to be a physio, but then I had no money and there weren't enough physio jobs at the time. There was this bottleneck of all the um, international physios and all the graduates and they weren't, didn't have enough jobs for everyone. So I decided, okay, I'll just teach a little bit of yoga on the side just so I could at least have food money. I wasn't even paying yeah. rent to my poor brother. What a, what a legend for putting me up at that time. A legend. I ate I all it. of his food, okay? <laughs> poor Albie never had any food in his fridge because I was there scoffing it away I owe him yeah. big time but just to sh I just started yoga just to earn money just started teaching just to earn money and then yeah. I discovered actually I'm not too bad at this I I'm gonna keep going with it but then the fear crept in again when I started teaching workshops so the first time I started teaching workshops I taught now this is not my personality guys you have to be authentic to you I was like we're gonna do workshops on the chakras the root chakra it's red no I mean People came, but I have to say, I didn't have a lot of stickiness because I wasn't really being authentic to me. And to be honest, I did that because I was just afraid. I thought I had to fit into the yoga box for people to keep supporting my work. Yeah. And then when I discovered that actually, you know, I like to play house music really loud and I like to like dance around like a bit of a nutter every time I do a good handstand, I, I became a bit more sticky. And that enthusiasm and excitement and exhilaration, that is what became exciting for people to stay with. So yeah. I guess the, the moral of the story is whatever you, however you got into it is fine. Don't worry about what yeah. anyone else says. Also, yeah. make sure that when you're on the path, you're going to be scared. Know that you're going to feel like a dick sometimes talking the way you talk and doing the way you, I look at videos yeah. of myself and I'm like, oh, my voice. We all yeah. have that. Every time you see yourself, you're going to be like, oh, what do I look like? Oh, I sound stupid. Oh, what did I say? You're going to get that. But if you just keep progressing the real secret to happiness is progress so just one step forward every day even half a step forward those little incremental steps forward that's what really gives you happiness it's not making a million pounds tomorrow that sharp increase isn't going to give you satisfaction it's a little step forward every day and so 10 percent shifts whatever that looks like for you is cool have yeah. we got any amazing questions coming through oh thanks Amy. there was there was a question that said, was like, what's the difference between uh, like the, the uh, Instagram live and the Zoom live? Mm -hmm. I mean, one, on Instagram live, you can't see people. Um, so yeah. I, I, on Zoom, I'm a big fan of it because I can see people. I can call people out. Like if it's I, – so I teach for Yoga Works, um, and there's a lot of people that don't show their screens. And for my classes, that's the Danny Pomploon ones, I would say 95 people have screens up. And yeah, that's, I love that. That's, I love how we, that's how we roll. <laughs> I think it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, Celeste Haas. Yeah, I'm very nervous about going into the career that's physically demanding. 
What if I physically can't do it? That's my biggest fear. Well, you have to build up, take your time and just, you know, one step at a time. And if it's too much, then you scale back. And if it's too much, you are too little, you, you do more. Progressions <laughs> and regressions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what Danny always says. Progressions and regressions. and regressions. It literally will change your life. And your teaching. Guys, we're overthinking things too much. If you want to do something, just go and do it. Life is short. Go and do what you want to do. Stop overthinking and coming up with a thousand reasons not to do something. Make a list of all the reasons you should do it i enjoy the yeah. human body i love connecting to people i want to touch human bodies as a massage therapist yep do yep. what you want to do man yep yep sarah had a question about teaching while you're injured uh it's really easy for my don't demo like if you're not warm don't demo and if you're injured don't do it that's pretty simple teach to the injury yeah and also you yep. can even get inspiration about the injury like what kind of mm -hmm. rehab exercises are there out on google and can you do the rehab exercises weaved into your sequence Yep. You know, you can learn a lot about injuries, uh, about yourself and your teaching, and you can progress as a teacher through injuries a lot. That's how I learned about the shoulder. I literally learned everything about the shoulder when I ripped this guy out. So what happened? Um, I, for a long time, told people that I fell. And in all actuality, I was just having way too much fun on a snowboarding trip. Oh, and I was cute. doing summer somersaults in the snow and uh you know one thing led to another and boom yeah yeah <laughs> reason to have a shoulder injury yeah, and you yeah. know what guys i'm sure all of us have had some kind of injuries in our bodies and they actually as a teacher i think a positive thing i think yeah. when they happen they kind of suck a little bit because you can't keep up the same level of practice but what you discover along the journey is oh, it's mind-blowing injuries are the biggest teachers ever like the biggest um, is it worth putting classes on YouTube? Sure. Depends if that's, you have to decide, do you want to be a YouTube teacher? Then be a YouTube teacher. If you want to have it just as a frame of reference for your students to go and like, check it out, then that's cool too. Um, Amelia, it's a really, really time consuming platform, YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, I mean, Danny was talking about how podcasts are a really time consuming, um, thing. Yep. I think the important thing is that whatever medium that you choose to market yourself, such a good question, actually. Whatever medium you decide I want to invest in this medium to market myself, you have to realize that it's a massive investment. You're going to learn so, so much along the way. Um, I think it's a very, very good platform to use. I think YouTube is excellent. You have to be um, uh, something you might want to write down. So get your notebooks and pens. And I'm not saying I have nailed this. So this is something I'm working on myself, guys. I'm talking to myself while I speak to you that you want to have QVCA, these four things, quality, quality content, V for value, you have to deliver value. And this goes for Instagram as well, I think. QVC, you have to be consistent. This is the hardest thing on YouTube. Yeah. Because if you're not consistent, you're never going to get that traction that you want it to yeah. give you. And then finally, you need to be authentic. So um, quality, quality does it look nice has it got nice sound nice lighting it doesn't have to be a professional production but can people see and hear you value how much value are you giving um qv uh consistency so hard anything with consistency is hard and then finally be yourself however yeah. wacky and crazy that is we got where do you advertise um i don't i mean i just i use i personally use instagram as my platform and then email marketing that's the that's the most powerful thing is email like using your email list 
We discussed emails um, quite extensively in the last, so I don't want to go into that too much, but I will just say again that YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook are fantastic platforms to market yourself. However, what we have to remember is that we don't own anybody's data. So having an email list is far more powerful than any social media ever could. And I actually know of teachers here in London. It's one teacher in particular. She has a baby Instagram she's not got anything going on in there. She's a mom. She doesn't want to put time into Instagram. You know, she's got bigger right. things, bigger fish to fry. Right. right. She obviously has a massive list because her Zoom classes get 150 people every wow. single time. So this yeah. lady has got a list. So guys, if I can give you advice, don't, yes, do Instagram if you like Instagram. Do YouTube if you like YouTube, but don't get sidetracked. Don't, don't, don't get blindsided by these platforms. The real success comes from having an email list and you're delivering value to those people. Yep. So yeah. Any questions? Any other questions, guys? <laughs> I feel like- What else like... we get? Yeah, no, bring it, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Danny and I are talking about setting up uh, potentially some coaching programs. Um, something where we have like 20 of you, not a very big group, and we kind of jump on a call for a few weeks, once a week or twice a week. And we really touch base with you guys. And maybe Danny takes 10 people and I take 10 people. And obviously we collaborate as a group, um, but we also have a bit of individual time with our mentors and to create some kind of connection to you guys. So let us know if you guys think that that is um, something that would be valuable to you guys, because we're thinking that that could really serve you guys. Yeah, um, we were thinking, yeah, exactly. Like a, like a four week coaching program or week one, we would help you discover your values and then help you discover your avatars. Week two, we then start to collaborate on what is the program that you are creating. Uh, week three, we start to put together like, what's your timeline on putting this together? And then week four, it's the marketing and execution of it. And so what we'll do is something along, we'll probably start uh, with the, the entire group and then we'll have small breakout sessions. Um, yeah. And Celeste and I will be there the entire time giving you feedback, uh, giving you advice on how we might be able to do that or help tweak it. Um, probably add a little email marketing in there as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do email marketing because I think it's the backbone of a successful business. And also, yeah, just I, I would like to kind of walk you guys through how to actually set up an email marketing campaign and how to get those freebies up and running. Because I, I, I'm not a very techie person. So I feel like if I can show anyone how to work MailChimp, I'm so happy to share this information because it <laughs> took me so long to figure it out myself. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted about that. In the meantime, someone did ask, how do you grow your Instagram? And I think that that is a nice thing to touch upon. So sure. um, I wanted to just say that Instagram is a really, really tough platform to grow on. Um, it's very saturated at the moment. There is a lot on offer. You really do have to stand out somehow. Um, but the most important thing that I can say, guys, is add value. You're going to hear those words from me over and over again. It's going to get kind of annoying. But really, if you're not adding value to people, there's no reason why they should engage with your content or follow you. So yeah. unless you can teach something, you shouldn't bother. And remember the following thing that we talked about last time. Don't worry about 100,000 followers. Get 100 people that do and follow you and will we'll do all the programming that you do. Focus on quality. Quality people, not quantity. Yeah. And you know, in the old days, Instagram, you have to remember there's real people running the platform. So um, in the old days, they really wanted people to get kind of addicted to the platform. And so they made it so that your posts were more visible the more often you post posted. But I think they got quite a hard hit 
for that strategy in the media. And they definitely did change because what I'm finding personally for me now, and I think I've heard a few people saying this as content creators, is that actually you posting less but higher quality gets you even higher engagement. They actually want people to spend more time thinking about posting something ultra valuable and only posting once a week and engaging with their content, you know, with the people who are commenting on their stuff or sending them DMs than someone who's posting every day. And it's just like a little inspirational quote with a pretty photo that just doesn't get the traction that it used to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And get to know your people too. You know, I have the, the five, three, one rule where it's, you like five comment on three send a personal message once it normally gets you a follower that you've established a connection with. And when someone's, you know, if like someone's new to like, and you see them liking your pictures a few times in a row, send them a DM and not a DM. That's just like a text, send them a voice note and say, Hey, so-and-so thank Thank you so much for like, yeah, it's, it's so good to connect or get on a video. Like think about this, ready? And then just, (laughs) and then just text from Danny or, Hey, thank you very much. Or, Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Right? Like how much more personal was, was three versus one, right? I love you so much. You're such a dude. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Like, like anyone can text anything these days, right? Totally. And then but, and then the voice is really great. And then the picture, you're like, ah, that's yeah, it. <laughs> we, we, really, we really miss other people especially now so um yeah let's definitely make that a little thing guys you know really connect with your people if someone comments reply back you know yeah. connect with them it's so nice that someone's following you you should be so grateful <gasps> google this thing called how to start a following no how to start a movement how to start a movement on youtube and it's basically this guy he's in a field and he's dancing Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, but weird. I mean, like most people are like, <laughs> but then one other guy comes up and starts yep. like too, yeah. and within yeah. minutes, thousands of people because of the one nutter who was the leader. But really, the leader looked like a crazy person until mm-hmm. the first follower and you know what the leader did he embraced the first follower he wasn't like oh he was like yeah someone to dance crazy with yeah yeah so those of you listening to the podcast right now we're recording this as a podcast they're gonna think i've totally lost my mind you guys <laughs> who are watching me have <laughs> yeah. a bit more of a clue of what's going on those of you only listening to the sound she's crazy no. <laughs> guys another cu- a couple of questions that came through was do you battle depression after Zoom class is over? I'm feeling so laughter in the class. I live alone and it's been hard. Oh, babe. Yes, I'm like I I can definitely speak to that. At the you know at the end of it, it's I'm teaching to an empty room and that's really hard. And what's been really nice in my saving grace is to sit after I teach and literally just dial in. And remember that I'm not doing this for instant gratification of people. That's not going to be sustainable for anybody, but it's to sit, to actually sit and dial in. And once you tune in, you know, tap, like that's what we have the resources of yoga for, right? The different tools and the practices of yoga is to remind us, to center us, to keep us grounded. So I've been doing that every single time after I'm done teaching, I sit, sometimes I'll pull out my journal and just kind of tune in to see where I'm at. Otherwise you're just teaching for the instant gratification and that's going to that's going to be not sustainable really fast. Can everyone send love hearts to the people that are living alone right now? Can anyone who can you just put a love heart in the comments? Oh, whoopsie. 
I wasn't meant to do that. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, I tried to like, um, I'm trying to send you guys a love heart and for some reason it's not working for me, but can we all just put love hearts in the comments to just send love to those of people that are living alone? It's, it's a really, really difficult time for people living alone. I know it's difficult for parents as well. It's difficult for so many people, but my heart goes out every day to those who are living alone. You're living alone too, right, Danny? Sure am. Can we blow kisses? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Strength through this difficult time. It's, it's, I'm really admire you guys so much for your strength and your, your willingness to carry on doing things like teaching classes, you know, to show up every day, even though it's hard. Uh, yeah, I wish I could just give you guys all a big hug right now. We got room. We got time for one more question. Maybe I'm having a little scroll. Um, uh, la 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 la. Da, da, da. Someone's like, well, that's me on the dance floor usually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great question by Donna. Tech requirements for streaming live yoga on Zoom. Get yourself some wireless earphones or some kind of mic, please. We need to hear you. Invest in some cheap box lights on on from eBay or from Amazon yep. so we can yep. see you. It's so important, guys. Those two things will just transform your video content. You need those two things. Yep, I agree. <laughs> well, um, let me just do one last scroll for any final questions, and then should we all just do a big group hug to finish? I'm down. <laughs> bring it in there, bring it in. <laughs> music on Zoom, any tips? I don't know how to do that because I do it through a third uh, party. Don't do it. Don't do not do music through Zoom. Get Make a playlist, send it out before like the class starts, and then say, we're going to hit play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That's what you do. Don't play it through Zoom. It'll make it sound really yucky. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and is matching music for zoom important i don't think i think danny's tip that he's just given yeah. you guys is yeah exactly you just say hey those of you that are getting ready to listen to music five four <laughs> three two play and that's it that's and kind of a nice go. thing to do everyone's like oh, yeah on the countdown. <laughs> five, four, three, two. <laughs> for the tech geniuses out there that have figured out how to actually do the professional music zoom thing I, I have no clue how to do that i use a third party that does it all for me um you know well done Man, yeah. I bow down to your tech greatness because <laughs> I'm such a, when it comes to stuff like that, I just, yeah, I've got no yeah. clue. So yeah, well done guys. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Danny. You're, you're a very special person. Ah, oh, thank you. You're really, really cool dude. Can we give Danny Same. some love hugs? <laughs> give some less love hugs. Are you kidding? Yeah. She's, she's amazing too. And guys, those of you who tuned in with us for the last three weeks, thank you for giving up your time to be with us. It means so much. Like it would be boring if it was just the two of us. I mean, slightly boring. We'd, we'd probably entertain each other, but yes. <laughs> I'm going to my movement. <laughs> Dancing around like a nutter for those of you on the on the podcast and who don't know what's going on. Same what we did last week. I'm going to put a swipe up link on my Instagram for this. So I'm going to send this out uh, probably by the end of next week. Um, and if you have any interest in maybe working a program with me and Celeste for some coaching on growing your business, uh, let us know, uh, you know, sh shoot us a DM here on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get my onboarding sequence so that you guys can use that as a reference as well. So you know how yeah. to like send out your, your emails as well. But, um, you know, once we see how many people sign up and, 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 and do it, we'll, we'll be able to launch and, and yeah, hopefully 
be able to support you guys in a really sustainable way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just wondering what's the easiest way for us to collect everybody's emails that are interested? Because I think oh, I, I'll, put a, I'll put a swipe up link. You're going to do a swipe up link. Danny's going to yep. put up a swipe up link, guys, because I'll just I just want to throw this one really quickly out there. I'm struggling to keep up with all the DMs that I'm getting, so I'm starting to turn kind of rude. I'm like, yes, no. Heart, love heart thumbs up like my messages are really like quite my messages back are quite crap at the moment because sure. i just can't keep up with everything so please if you don't hear from me please know that i'm just trying my best and that i love you guys so much and you know any way that we can support you please do let us know yeah. it, it via my website on email is the best way if you need yeah totally <laughs> not on a dm on instagram totally Danny, thank you, my love. Thank you, Celeste. It's been super fun. I'm really glad that we got to do this, and I'm looking forward to us supporting teachers hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Bye, you guys. Lots of love. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye, you. Everyone. Bye. <laughs>